full of people and they're like hey you know what high noon was was a cowboy Why movie pot smoking werewolf right that's what i want oh man so Why? wouldn't it be a better film yeah i assume it would you know they they maybe are not as aggressive as werewolves but they still eat people they've got the munchies yeah are we recording yet Oh, we're recording now, yes. Okay. Yeah, we got all that. Don't worry. Let's intro the thing, and then we'll talk about some of these movies. Um, Listeners, you are listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We're a podcast where three friends get together and talk about a horror movie. We are not professional critics. We are graphic artists and illustrators and people in quarantine. Uh, We will spoil the movie we talk about. We will try not to spoil recently watched and you can find our plan nine from outer space coloring book on uh, Etsy where uh, it's in the screen monsters shop. That's screen as in movie screen monsters as in monsters, or you could go to plan nine coloring and there will be a link to click through to buy it. Um, and you can get uh, Jolien's uh Wash your hands. Does it say wash your paws? Wash your filthy paws? Wash your stinking paws, you damn dirty apes. Yeah, it's a poster you made for Dana Gould. Where can they find it? Yes. Uh, go to Dana Gould's uh, website, and uh, he has it in his Patreon page. So you, you can just download it for free, but we ask that you uh, contribute like 20 bucks to your local food bank or something. Which is great. If you can do it, you should do it. Yeah. And and Dana said he's got your coloring book and he says it's very cool. Awesome. I'm glad he got his copies. Um, I I know they were sent to his office and not his home. So maybe he just left them on the floor for a few days, you know, till all the, all the COVIDs from being in the mail dissipated. So, uh, guys, um, since we did this last, what have you watched? Jolien, you want to kick it off? Uh, well, uh, another thing came out last week, which is uh, I did a new T-shirt for uh, my mermaid friend. Oh, um, yeah. Medusarina Marina. Um, so if you go to her Facebook page, you can get it there. Oh, cool. So every now and then she has me do, do a, a, a T-shirt uh, in homage to a, a movie. So I think the first one I did was uh, Faster Octopussy Kill Kill. Oh, cool. And they're all aquatic themed, you know. Yeah, uh, and then the second one was Goldfin Girl, and then the third one, the new one is um, uh, You Only Dive Twice. So that just came out. Dive. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. You can get it in all sorts of uh, shirts and vests. So uh, yeah, and and she has a little video of her showing it off. So uh, yeah, go and check her out on Facebook. Cool. Nice. So, Will, you've been working on any artwork? Oh, uh, no, I haven't. What up with that? I don't know. You've been reading? 
Yeah, I've been reading a couple books. Getting smarter by the day? I don't know about that. Or at least well-read. He knows more about Chinatown and Dead Pod Strikes Back than anyone now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So what have you watched since last time, Jolien? Anything new and exciting? Anything old and Uh, dull? Apart from the Western stuff, uh, we've we've still... We're on the last season of Psych. Um, Season 7, they did an episode where it's kind of found footage and they're, they're looking for Bigfoot. Oh, good. Yeah, so check that one out. Um, uh, yeah, that's it, apart from uh, the Western horrors. Uh, oh, yeah, I, was, I watched um, uh, The Creeping Flesh. Ooh. Uh, yeah, uh, a friend, uh, Ian, uh, mentioned seeing it on, um, um, on Facebook, and uh, I hadn't seen it for a long time. And I just got this Blu-ray, uh, you know, last year. And uh, I thought I'd check it out again. It's uh, it's much more interesting than I remember it being. Because um, when you're a kid, you watch it, you think, oh, this is going to be like all about this kind of blobby skeleton creature. Um, but there's uh, it's a lot more complex than that. And I, I found it so interesting, I ended up writing an article about it. So um, nice. that, that should be enough. I'll submit that to the next uh, issue of uh, Monster magazine. Oh. Cool. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, and then all the rest were westerns. Yeah. How about you? Uh, me? Well, I watched. Um, as I told you, I had started to Hell and Back, the one that's about Kane Hodder. Uh, so mm. the, so I kind of got in the mindset of horror documentaries, and I thought, well, how about the people who make the horror, i.e., the stuntmen and and uh, special effects artists and whatnot. So I watched the rest of that. It's really good. You know, there's a lot of very emotional stuff about uh, Kane Hodder got burned very badly in uh, uh, a demonstration of a fire stunt gone wrong. Um, so he talks a lot he's, about he's, that. He's in a horror Western as well. Which one is he in? Uh, Dead Moon. Dead Moon. Yeah. Dead Noon. <laughs> Dead Noon. High Moon. Yeah. Just, you know, little play on words uh yeah, yeah he's good in in everything because he he gives at least 100 percent every time he shows up on set and everyone who yeah. they talk to about kane says the same thing um i got to know his assistant who helps him with the signings at the conventions and uh and she had nothing but good things to say about him and that's really cool because he really spoils his fans and that's nice to hear you know, make sure and choke everybody. And <laughs> do you know about the choking thing? Yeah. Okay. Cause he makes it feel very believable. Like, uh Oh, this might go too far, but he's yeah, it's like a jug- juggalo thing, but <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, which he is a juggalo be warned. Um, <clears throat> so don't smart off about what? really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the most dangerous what? of all juggalos. <laughs> Ser- serious. Uh, and then I watched Smoke and Mirrors, the story of Tom Savini, which is on mm. Shudder and is awesome. Is yeah, it's very good. It really gives you a lot of background on his growing up, uh, his time in Vietnam, his family stuff. Um, so that was really cool. I, He's also a juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> and a grandpa. <laughs> no, Tom is... Grandpa <clears throat> juggalo. Yeah. The... Uh, Yes, the, the most generous uh, candy givers of all juggalos. Um, 
so he's he's great. You know, he's uh, he's gone through a lot, of course, over the years, but has he has given a lot of uh, listings to IMDb. Uh, pages and pages of everything he's done effects for or has appeared in. Uh, likes to do his own stunts. Uh, when he was doing From Dusk Till Dawn, they said that the, the trick where he hit the beer bottle with a whip, they said as many takes as they did, he hit the thing dead on every time. So really good with a bullwhip. Uh, Extraction. Have you guys seen Extraction on Netflix? Oh, that's the new Christopher, Chris um, Hemsworth? Hemsworth, yeah. Yeah, one of those Chris's. One of those. Yeah, I was was forgetting which Chris he was. Yeah, one of those hunky, bare-chested Chris's. Uh, Anyway, so that's that's the new one where he's like this uh, super elite military guy who is sent to go rescue a kid. Uh, who's been kidnapped and he's doing a good job, but there is some double crossing going on that uh, throws a big wrench into the whole works. And of course it all goes sideways and there's a lot of trying to shoot your, shoot your way from point A to point B and you know, every little trick you can do. And it's, I typically don't go for the action movies and I really enjoyed this one. Um, Which is the most important thing is you're not bored by it. And uh, there's not a dull moment in this one. A lot of really cool stunts and a lot of great action, great fight sequences. Um, of course, uh, High Moon was kind of the the horror western selection that I was sort of focusing on. I also watched Silent Tongue, um, which was from '93. I think it was actually released in '94. Um, one of the last movies River Phoenix did before dying on October 31st. Um, if you didn't know that he died on Halloween at the Viper room, which he was a part owner of, I believe, uh, nightclub in LA, um, satanic panic on shutter. Uh, I would like to say I gave it hundred percent of my attention. I did do some other stuff while it was on. Um, but it was one of those movies where it was just a little silly and, and, uh, trying to be comedic in a way. Uh, I can't really write rec- comedic. Yeah. I, I Is that on the poster? <laughs> it, and it leaned heavily on, on using gore for certain things where I don't think it was really needed. Um, anyway, uh, it, it was all right. I, I wouldn't say hell no, don't see it, but I can't, I can't really give it a high recommend. Uh, it's newer. I think it came out last year or this year. Um, and then, two John Carpenter movies that everyone's familiar with. Well, um, escape from New York and the fog. I watched both of those over again, which was really cool. Uh, it is so funny looking at the computer effects and escape from New York. Uh, yeah, I kind of want us to watch the net though. When it comes down to like outdated computer notions, uh, the net is not a horror movie. But, but I am so sure it does not hold up. Um, but that's it didn't hold up when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not accurate or with it at all. And uh, no, did either of you watch the rest of that uh, cursed films thing series on Shudder? I watched all of it. How about you, Will? No, I've not watched any of them. Ah, uh, well. Um, 
In music news, I discovered a band I hadn't heard before, which I really enjoyed, which was L.A. Witch. And uh, mm. it kind of reminds me of an all-girls Sonic Youth, but slowed down. Uh, okay. A very dreamlike quality to them. I like them a lot. I just stumbled up. L.A. Up Witch. L.A. Witch. Yeah. Um, I discovered them when I was buying the new X album on Bandcamp. Oh, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Dana Gould's last episode is all about X, doesn't it? Yeah. So I thought, you know what? Dana's not wrong. Uh, these guys deserve some support. So I went and bought the digital copy of their album. Uh, but that's it for me. Um, uh, how about you, Will? Anything exciting and new? No, I finished uh, Peg and Pete. Uh, Der Pass. That's about all I've watched, really, other than uh, High Moon. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> when, we're, when we're done with the recently watched... <laughs> We got to talk about what it takes to make a good werewolf movie. <laughs> I think uh, I think we're done with the recently watched. Okay. Yeah. All right. So nothing else to add? No. Okay. So recently watched is over. Let's talk about High Moon. Can't delay any longer. Okay. 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 High Moon already. <laughs> no. We okay. Uh, first, let's talk about okay, Julian. You watched some horror westerns. Yeah. Um, what did you watch? Uh, so I watched uh, Curse of the Undead, which is the earliest one I know <clears throat> as far as a gothic horror goes. There's been some um, uh, westerns where where they discovered dinosaurs oh, and yeah. so on. That yeah. goes yeah. right back to the silent, you know, I think uh, Beast of Hollow Mountains, the first one of those. Uh, but this is the first one with like a vampire in it. Um, there's there's a lot of old westerns called Ghost Town something or other. Yeah. Um, but they're they're just ghost towns. Oh yeah. Like towns that are just dried up. Um, so yeah, this is from 1959. Um, uh, top bills uh, Eric Fleming, but the uh, the real star is Michael Pate. He's got his great mouth. You'll you'll, you'll recognize him if you see him. Okay. Um, but he's he's the vampire, uh, and he's this uh, so. Curse the Undead, uh, directed by Edward Dean. Uh, it's got a gr- great, the, that classic 50s theremin soundtrack whenever the vampire appears. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you've got this uh, doctor played by John Hoyt. You know him? He's in, he's in lots of these. Yeah, I uh, that Attack of the Puppet People. And... Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so he's, uh, he's facing an epidemic in this town where um, something is uh, draining off young women. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, there's a, uh, a ranch rancher who's uh, encroaching on his land as well. That's the other plot. Um, so uh, the, the doctor's killed by a vampire gunman who's played by Michael Payne. And he's just dressed all in black. And uh, and then he's, uh, he's stuck in his family's crypt. And then Michael Payne... Uh, sneaks into the crypt and just climbs into his coffin. Oh. oh. Um, yeah, there's several... Um, most of the victims in this film are, uh, are are men getting sucked on by this guy. And uh, at one point, the uh, the evil rancher named uh, Buffer uh, 
says that the, uh, uh, the teacher and the gunman look like they're married. Um, oh. that the preacher and the gunman look like they're married. Um, yeah, I don't know what that, what that little subtext about. Huh. Um, anyway, the, uh, uh, the son of the doctor challenges the uh, evil rancher to a duel and he gets my favourite line, which is, uh, you're so scared you stink out loud. <laughs> huh. I like that. Um, and the vampire's a little unusual. He's a, he's a day walker, uh, although he's stronger at night. And so, it's, you know, like the original Dracula was. Um, he's uh, vulnerable to crosses, including shadows cast by crosses. And uh, his eyes are hurt by the sun. Um, but I find him a lot more likable than the, uh, the ostensible hero, who's this, like, really stiff guy, this preacher named Dan. Um, anyway, the, uh, the origin story of the vampire is he... He's, uh, he's killed his brother and then killed himself. So he's damned his own soul and comes back as a vampire. Uh, that, that never meant, you know, I've heard that vampire law before that suicides can turn into vampires of you. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard mention of this one. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, if God's going to punish someone for suicide, why bring them back as a vampire? That makes it awful for everybody. It does. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Anyway, um, so anyway, the, uh, the female hero, uh, Dolores Carter, um, she's she's holding down the ranch. Um, the rest of her family are having been killed, and uh, the vampire goes to protect her, and he falls in love with her. Um, and he's he's also the nicest guy in town to her. He's he's like the only guy around who's not telling her what to do all the time. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, um, yeah, it ends up predictably enough. Um, it's not an exciting movie, but it's, it's got those little interesting things going on in it. And here's the first. Um, do they show any so blood? It, uh, hmm? I'm sorry. Do they show any blood when the, when the vampire attacks? No, you just get the two little holes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's very mild stuff. Um, as far as the horror fan is concerned, it's not going to do much for you at all is of historical interest. But I imagine if you're going into it as a kid who's just wanting to see a Western, it could be quite spooky. Yeah. But, you know, if you've never seen anything like that before, and it might be a good gateway. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's of historical interest. And, and I like Michael Pate. Cool. So. And then I saw, uh, I saw one called Scalps from 1983. Have you seen that one? No, I tried to find scalps and didn't have any luck. Um, do you do you own it or did you have to find it somewhere? No, no, I don't I don't own it. It came out on Blu-ray, I think. Um, it's uh, let's see, where did I see it? Uh, I saw it. I think I saw it on Tubi. Oh, I didn't even think to look on Tubi. That could have been it. Uh, so this is directed by Fred Olin Ray, who did uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Biohazard. Uh, his debut movie was The Alien Dead. Have you seen that one? <laughs> no. no. So anyway, Scalps is a 16mm film he shot for $15,000 back in 1983. Wow. And uh, so it's the first 10 minutes you get all these like um, uh little performances by well-known actors. So we've got Carol Borland, 
Uh, I think she did like three or four films ever. Uh, she was the vampire in Mark of the Vampire. Okay. That's why uh, I know Mark, that name. One of the yeah, very iconic female vampire, probably, you know, probably the first. With the very long uh, hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she was also in the original Flash Gordon serial. And then uh, and then an archaeologist played by Kirk Allen, who was the original Superman. Yeah. And then uh, an appearance by Fori Ackerman carrying around one of his own books for some reason. Oh, how cool. Okay. And then, then they all disappear and uh, Kirk Allen turns up at the end. Um, this is about uh, a, a group of archaeology students um, who head out to the desert and uh, on their way they're warned by uh, uh, Billy Ironwing uh, who tells them that uh, where they're going to dig is a Indian burial ground um, it takes about almost an hour for anything to get going as far as the scalping is concerned uh, and, and only one person gets scalped, as far as I can tell. Uh, oh, wow. It does point out that white settlers started the scalping trend. Um, yeah, about, about an hour into it, I was like, well, when's stuff going to start happening? And one character says, I'm sorry, I know this is boring. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, there's a rat in it who's uh, named Roger. He's trained by Jeff Vernon, uh, trivia fans. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, the, the actual uh, uh, the, the spirit of this Indian named Black Claw possesses one of their students and uh, he, he, like, deforms and he looks quite good. It's uh, quite good makeup. And uh, he starts knocking off the people in various ways. Um, and the soundtrack has some quite unusual bits. Um, but if you want a movie about uh, a Native American knocking off some stupid white people, then uh, I'd, I'd go with uh, uh, Death Coast of Tartu. Okay. Yeah, William Graffy film. Um, so anyway, that was Scalps. Scalps. And then I also watched uh, High Plains Drifter. You know that oh, one? Oh, yeah. Um, that that, that uh, cost money on... Uh amazon prime video um but yeah that one will will and i were uh live on the phone while i was searching uh to see what was available and what wasn't and that's one that i really wanted to see because it technically Uh, is a horror movie yeah it's kind of it leaves it ambiguous i think in the original uh screenplay it turns out to be a brother of someone he's taking vengeance for oh but uh clint eastwood wanted it more ambiguous yeah so he just kind of ghostly figure um and then i i uh yeah i really i really like that one when everyone knows what that one is yeah um and then the uh i made the list of horror westerns the wow. history. I came 60 oh the complete uh, history including yeah in, including six uh in the micro genre of confederate zombies have you seen any Confederate zombie movies? No, I don't think so. I feel like that's a Scooby-Doo uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of any good ones. I haven't seen all of these. Um, I've seen uh, The Supernaturals, which has uh, Nichelle Nichols in it. And uh, I've seen Confederate Zombie Massacre, which is awful. Um, How could that be bad? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, the ones that I've seen that I think are worth checking out, uh, Bone Tomahawk, we've all seen that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Burrowers, that's a pretty good one. We uh, talked about that one last night, not that we had watched it, but it was one that Richard had listed. Yeah, it was uh, not available <laughs> it without... It familiar, though, to yeah. both of us. Yeah. So what's what's up with the Burrowers? What happens in that? Uh, they're out in the plains and there's these creatures. It's kind of like an old-timey tremors. There's these, some creatures that can go along under the surface of the earth. Yeah, I saw that. Ah, so Tremors is not an original idea. <laughs> I think uh, Tremors was first. Was it? Uh, oh, yeah, I have 2008 written yeah, it here. It must be the, the first Tremors. Yeah. Yeah, that was an uh, 80s movie. Uh, as far as dinosaurs and cowboys go, uh, Valley of Guanji. Yeah. Yeah. I looked that up too. That looked that looked like a lot of crazy uh, forced perspective and uh, rear projection and stuff, huh? A lot of stop motion. Stop yeah. motion, yeah. Superimposed. Yeah, it's a, it's a Ray Harryhausen film. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of these I haven't seen, so I can't. I'm, I'm not telling you the best ever. Um, just out the ones I've seen. Uh, if you count El Topo, that's that's pretty amazing. Uh, I think one of the best ones I've seen is uh, Ravenous. Yeah. A... Uh, Guy Pierce is in uh, Ravenous, and he's in another one called Brimstone, which I have not seen. Now, Ravenous uh, is uh, sort of uh, comes off at first that it's a cannibal movie, mm-hmm. but, but then we find out there's a supernatural angle to it, or perhaps, if it... yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, there's there's uh, powers ascribed to cannibalism which don't actually happen. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, a cannibal diet will do you a lot of harm. Yes. Particularly speaking. Yeah. Um, because you're inheriting every disease that you, you know, the previous person had. Oh. Um, but uh, and you'll become a Wendigo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's Wendigo stuff in this film, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. They, they pronounce it uh, Wendigo. Wendigo, yeah, that's yeah, it. Oh, yeah. This it's all coming back now. Um, there's another werewolf western uh, called Blood Moon, which is set in Colorado. Uh, I started watching that and it looked terrible. Yeah, um, High Moon. High Moon, and then uh, Issa Lopez uh, is directing a werewolf western, uh, which is due to come out next year. And it's produced by uh, Guillermo del Toro. So that might actually be a good one. Yeah, that Colorado one, I did watch that one. Um, what'd you say it was called? Blood Moon? Blood Moon. Yeah, was I know. It better or worse than High Moon? Well, High Moon at least was more ridiculous and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you know... <sighs> Uh, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the centerpiece of what we're talking about this show, best I could tell. So we should, <laughs> we should just get it out there. Uh, you didn't love it, Will? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Did you manage to get werewolf movies banned from your home? No, I was the only one who watched this one. Okay, that's good. I'm sorry, Jolien, were there any more on the list that you wanted to talk about? 
those are the good ones that I have seen. Okay. Um, there's a Jello one called A Knife for the Ladies, which is quite interesting. What the... uh, and uh, From a Whisper to a Scream has, a, has quite a good Civil War one. And 2000 Manix is probably one of the better Herschel Gordon Lewis films. That's when the South rises again. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, you know. Um, there's an interesting one called The Wind, which came out a couple of years ago. Uh, I've not seen. Uh, but that looks, you know, different. Okay, you guys are going to totally remember this. Okay. Um, we were... Uh, we were doing a show a few months ago and I said, Hey guys, I watched this movie that was supposed to be set in Colorado. I looked to see if it was filmed there. And this is the one that was filmed at the Laredo wild West town in Kent, UK. Oh, okay. So that, that was, uh, and then we, uh, then we looked into what up with the Laredo wild West town. And it turned out somebody <laughs> wanted to build like a few buildings and it turned into a town and it's privately owned. It's in Kent. And uh, if you know the right people or pay the right money, you can film there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's why that rung a bell. Okay. What was the film that we talked about before? Uh, Light Moon? Yeah, we were going to talk about horror in Colorado, perhaps. And I don't think we ever did. But then I okay. I did watch Blood Moon the 2014 movie that you watched parts of. Okay. And, uh, and none of it really stuck with me. I, I would have to rewatch it to tell you anything about it. <laughs> I, I, I felt like it looked like it was shot on digital and just looked like it was made for TV uh, more than anything. I don't uh, know. Don't shoot on digital. Well, yeah, not like in this way, anyhow. I mean, most of it's digital yeah. anymore, but... I, I found the moon uh, was, uh, although it was shot uh, digitally, it looked all right. Hmm. They knew what they were doing. Um, you know, the lighting was, and the colors were were pleasant. They were, um, you know, a lot of digital stuff is just ugly. Yeah. They looked like they knew they were what were they, they were doing with the photography. Okay. Yeah, I I can't say any of this with any confidence because it's been months. But uh, yeah, uh, any listeners who didn't hear that episode, again, if you want to look up something a little out of the ordinary, uh, the the uh, Laredo Wild West town in in uh, England. So, <laughs> oh lordy. <laughs> It's like, you know what? We have to go all the way across the pond to make this Western. And, yeah. And uh, <laughs> one of them that I watched, uh, Silent Tongue, if I'm remembering correctly, was the one that was filmed near Roswell, New Mexico. Because uh. I, I was watching this going, how are they getting these expanses of, of landscape with no power lines, no highways, no houses? It just looks like it was literally filmed 125 years ago. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's because parts of New Mexico, Will, you could probably speak to this uh, being from there. There's probably a lot of parts of New Mexico that uh, are about 125 years in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Not developed super heavy 
into the modern world? Not at all. Which explains why the flying saucers want to be above where there isn't anybody so they can get away with their, you know, low flying antics until they, until they crash. Uh, I tried to watch some conspiracy show on Netflix and it put me to sleep immediately, (laughs) but I woke up to some bit about aliens and Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Oh, I remember this Richard. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) can't get enough of it. And then there's the Skinwalker Ranch. That's a whole other can of worms. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. I thought it was Skywalker Ranch. Oh, yeah, also a thing. And then I was like, what? There was a curse at Skywalker Ranch? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lucas. So, uh... I also misread the director for the movie Cats. Instead of Tony Hooper, I read it as Toby Hooper. Oh, that would be a whole different movie. I know. <laughs> Wes Craven's cats. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we, uh, we all watched high moon. Didn't we? Well, I did. Yep. Yeah, I did. I uh, missed the end of it. Um, speaking of ambiguous endings, uh, and we'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, so we get, a few things you might want. Uh, we get werewolf strippers, werewolf bikers, a werewolf deputy. Now, werewolf bikers, werewolves on wheels. Finally, you get a bunch of them. Uh, it doesn't really uh, sell it that way when you're first looking at the description, usually, depending on the description you find. But it does turn out that the werewolves have uh, been released from the 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 shackles of whatever is keeping them in their coffins they they get out uh and they run across a biker gang kick their asses kill them and take their clothes and their motorcycles and although they're from the 1800s somehow these uh werewolves figure out how to ride a motorcycle yeah they make the bikers show them they make the bikers show them, they say in the movie. Oh, yeah, okay. That's coming back to me now, too. I watched this about four yeah. or five days ago, and bits and pieces have gone away. Oh, yeah, it's fading quickly, thankfully. Oh, <laughs> uh, what woke up the cowboy of uh, Werewolf Slayer? Uh, how did he... There was a flood? Is... Okay, the flood is what washed, washed all the coffins. washed up all their coffins. Okay. Although his washed up somewhere else. Okay. And he got picked up by some girl who was walking home. Oh, yeah. Uh, why was he not decomposed? Uh, a wizard. <laughs> yeah, none of them are. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think this is lacking wizards for sure. It's got a bit of Highlander in it, hasn't it? It kind of does. Uh, He's an immortal warrior. It has Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer and Highlander. And and there was a, a magical ninja. Yeah. It was supposed to be a Ming Dynasty warrior, but then he was decked out as a ninja for some reason. Yeah. Yes. Why not just go with a ninja? I, yeah. He all, it was also set in the Civil War, but he had uh, 
cartridges for shells yeah. on his belt. Why did they set it in 1863? That's too early. Yeah. Uh, poor research, I for think. For the we'll old have. West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so China, Japan, same place, you know. Yeah. Uh, all guns are the same. Uh, uh-huh. What else we got? The Old West was, you know, a hundred years, not like 20. Right. Uh, I did like the uh, time-traveling slayer aspect to this guy, because... Oh, you know what? We got a fish out of water. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. Fish yeah. out of water concept. Oh, man. He uh, lets to drive pretty, fa- pretty fast, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets the, he gets the uh, car figured out. The werewolves get the motorcycles figured out. Um, those, those motorcycles were nothing a biker would ride. <laughs> what were they? What was their, uh, I don't They were like show bikes. Oh, yeah. They weren't. You know, they were all uh, neon green and, you know, rounded shapes and big, fat, thin tires. Yeah. Wide, you know, thin tires. Yeah. They were not, they were not bikers, although the bikers were dressed like hell's angels. Heaven's yeah. demons. Yeah, they, their daily driver bike wouldn't probably be a show bike. You're right. No. Yeah, as nice as a, as nice as it might be, it wouldn't have all of that customized crap like that. No. Yeah, they're gonna. It'd be a Harley. Yeah. Yep. It would. It would... Also, did you notice when they had the flashback to the uh, the cowboy's uh, wife or whatever when she gets killed by the vampires? They. Uh, Focus in on her. She's laying on the ground. She's covered in blood. He runs up to her. There's a shot there, and she was wearing, like, black sneakers. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, God, I got to rewatch this. <laughs> uh, please don't. You know, at least they bought high-quality werewolf masks. No, they didn't. <laughs> They weren't, they weren't applying makeup in layers. They were just like, here, put this on, get on that bike. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, we don't mind if we can see up your neck. Right. <laughs> you just put this grease paint on your neck. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to call it blackface as long as you're wearing a werewolf mask. Uh, just don't run, oh, for, don't run for office. So it's like terrible. We, we have a picture of the Senator uh, wearing a uh, wolf face. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be trouble for the furries in 20 years it really is uh yeah um time traveling how about slayer. how about the lamp shading in this fucking piece of shit um <laughs> where uh the uh the cop is wearing his badge on the on the right and they're like why do you see your badge on the other side on the wrong side and he says something like Oh, I just don't care about this job anymore. <laughs> just put it on the right side and skip that line. It's not cute. Uh, maybe they were just trying Garbage. to pick. Maybe it was the last scene they filmed and somebody went, why is this badge on the wrong side? Oh, uh, insert some, uh, some uh, clever dialogue here. Well, maybe, maybe that's it. They were picking they it up. It the whole movie and then they, 
they had to fix it. Ah, yeah, they either probably don't right because they did it again, and I don't remember what it was now. But there was another thing that something totally stupid happened, and they lampshaded it that way. You're like, yeah, I, I don't remember what that one was. But the continuity person was drunk or non-existent. Non-existent. That's yeah, you nailed it. That's why that happened. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's any. Uh... Let's see. Uh, I want to see all cast like, and crew here on IMDb. <laughs> see. There's like uh, the trivia is like filmed in a small town in Texas. Oh, oh wow. Well, that's terrific. <laughs> it wasn't filmed in, in Kent. No, no. Yes. <laughs> uh, the budget was. I think the only. Oh. 22 million. Yeah, that's not right. Man, somebody embezzled. Oh, no, that's... Yeah, because it... Yeah. It says $22 but then you look elsewhere and it was like $2 or something. Yeah. Yeah. They must have left out a decimal point there. Somebody with shaky hands typed that in. Even $2.2 sounds a bit high for this. Yeah, I'm going to say... I'm going to say $22,000. 2200 Do I hear $22? <laughs> $222. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was uh, doing uh, low-budget movies with a, a, you know, a Denver filmmaker, he said that the model was if you could make it for a million, then you could make money off it. Because you know, if, as long as you sell it, it's going to make money. Yeah. Yeah. Nationally. Uh, you know, especially horror movies. Um, but then there'd be a big leap uh, and you have to spend like 12 million, 20 million to make money. Um, And that comes with all the advertising budget and the extra, uh, the extra qualities you bring to a movie. But yeah, if you're making like dirt poor horror movies, then stick to a million. This was like uh, five or so years ago, but. I suspect it hasn't changed for independent films. So, so werewolf strippers. But you could end up making something like this, and you know, <laughs> right? Then where are you? Yeah, I, I hear that the market has pretty much collapsed for uh, independent films that you sell to streaming, mm. like uh, Amazon Prime's not paying what it used to. Yeah. Maybe they've just gotten too much content pretty much handed to them. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I mean, really, uh, I don't know how else to explain it, but uh, okay, I'm looking to see if there's any uh, any continuity person on this film. And so far I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Other crew... Um, uh, production assistance, worldwide distribution. Really? Um, uh, what's a picture car driver? When they're showing people in a car. Okay. Uh, they're, they're usually mounted on a trailer or something like that. So they, they credit, oh. who, they credit who drove the porta potties, but I don't see <laughs> continuity. 
I'm, you know, maybe I'm scrolling too quickly, but I'm, I'm not seeing continuity. Cause I, we I probably have people who are doing several roles. So driving portaloos and continuity. Right. Yeah. And they got the jobs mixed up. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, Jolien, what did you think of the look of the werewolves being a bit of a werewolf connoisseur yourself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought they, they did a nice variety and I, I thought they went bad masks. I've seen worse. Yeah. Um, but then that's me talking. Um, yeah, uh, it's another werewolf biker movie which doesn't do it right. You know, I'm still waiting for the good one. Yeah, werewolves and wheels—they only turn up right at the end, and there's only one of them on a bike. And that is some uh, bullshit right there. That they yeah. So so again, I I call on our friend uh, Rob Zombie to get it together and make werewolves and wheels. Yeah. Versus race for the devil. Oh yeah. Yeah, rather than Satanists, werewolves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. No, I think the Satanists fight the werewolves at the end. That works too. Yeah. I have no trouble with the idea of combining those those genres like yeah. that. A- any combination thereof. Yeah. Come on, Rob. Yeah. What are you waiting for? He was going to do a movie about um, a hockey team. Uh, yeah. He was. He was going to. A werewolf hockey team? Oh, hey. You're onto something there. There you go. I'm trying to find out. uh, I don't know what the characters were named, but. um, Werewolves versus penguins. Yeah. Yeah, the Pittsburgh penguins, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Werewolves versus penguins. That that almost sounds like uh, that that would be. Oh, what's what's the studio that does all the uh, the digital cartoons now? Pixar. Pixar, yeah. So it sounds like a Pixar. <laughs> Werewolves versus penguins. Oh God. So um, yeah, they. I don't know who the the uh, the strippers at the at the guy's house. I don't know who their characters' names are. But I did like the fact that we ended up with werewolf strippers and a werewolf deputy. That was pretty badass. That just okay. does, that doesn't happen often enough in a movie. Yeah. I mean, we've seen vampire strippers from zombie Do- strippers, zombie strippers, but werewolves. I think this may be a first. Mm-hmm. Unless you count Sybil Danning tearing her top off in that howling part. Oh. Yeah. Three? That's probably a strip tease there, is it? Yeah, it's more of a, we paid her to do this, now we're going to use this scene over and over and over, which is kind of hilarious. Um, yeah, we'll have to rewatch uh, Orgy of the Dead. There's some zombie stripping in that. Yeah, actually, I got that right here. I just happened to look over, and it's on the shelf next to my head. I, I do like the uh, some of the performances. I thought think, uh, not bad at all. Like uh, I thought the sheriff was very likable. Yeah, he had a good. Yeah, uh, an interesting face. It's kind of wide face he has. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked him. Yeah, it, didn't... it reminded me of George Bush. <laughs> Which one, W or, or W? W, not senior. Okay. No, I think uh, he reminded me of Josh Brolin playing W. That makes more sense. Um, was there any need for the mini battle axes from China or Japan, whichever country they were actually supposed to be from, uh, and the, and the magical scepter, was there any reason it couldn't have been silver, silver bullets, silver dagger? 
Yeah, that was all that Highlander nonsense, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, while we were. You were just missing missing the Spanish guy who's actually Egyptian. (laughs) 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 You Spanish peacock. (laughs) Why am I talking like Ren? I don't know. There, there are moments in Highlander where it, it's straight up Ren, <laughs> the, the way the way Christopher Lambert talks. Next week on Chewing the Scenery, we'll be watching The Net and Highlander. <laughs> Can we already do Highlander? <laughs> no, I think I I think I tricked you into watching it, and you and we, we talked about it briefly on the show yeah i think i brought it up because i said nobody ever talks about highlander and then i rewatched it and found out why <laughs> it's not very good i like it <laughs> i may be the voice of dissent here but i do like that movie <laughs> uh, especially the egyptian i also thought the uh uh, they had some decent stunts in it. Uh, there's obviously some people who had experience with martial arts. Um, so, yeah, I, I, again, I've seen worse you know, low-budget film fight scenes. We're, we're, yeah, the fight scenes weren't bad. We're talking about yeah, High Moon now? Terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was wondering back to High Moon. Okay, just want to make high sure. High Moon, yeah. <laughs> we're not talking uh, about was, Highlander? I was just trying to say something positive. Okay, yes. Yeah, we did just get past Mother's Day, and Mother always did tell us, <laughs> if you can say something nice, uh, start a podcast. Um, that's about it, though. I, I, uh, I found the scenes tend to go on too long, which is like the bane of every low-budget film. Yeah. Uh, especially the scenes with the sheriff and the mayor. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that really bogged it down when it should have been ramping up to the climax. I mean, your climax is basically a Western setup where they, they're surrounded by uh, you know, wheels and bikes going around their house. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they don't even make that the climax. Yeah. No. Yeah. And they brought the mayor in as the, you know, it's another villain a little too late. Yeah. They should have set up his character earlier on in the, in the story before you know we got to him they gave him a I don't know a, a bigger character role than he needed uh, too late in the film I think yeah you want you kind of want to see the the corruption or whatever the issue is with their personality whatever their flaw is yeah. you want to see that early enough to where you could say yeah this guy sucks and needs to die yeah and well, yeah, he, they, they do just sort of spring it on us. That's true. Um, I would say, uh, the, if the makeup effects were stunning, uh, that still wouldn't have saved the movie. So it's, it's, no. pro- it's probably good. They didn't spend more money on that. Uh, no, cause it was blocked terribly. And I mean, you could tell what was going on at least, but yeah. it was just kind of dull and the lighting was dull and it was, yeah. it was no night of the wild. That's for sure. No, <laughs> it didn't have one single guy from Northern exposure in it. No, they could have gotten the guy who played Ed. 
Sure. Sure, he's not doing anything. Or maybe some people from Twin Peaks. There's probably some of those uh, uh, bench warmer characters, some of those red shirts that could uh, come out of retirement for this. Sure. I don't see why not. Um, I did like the uh, the uh, romantic interest angle on this one. That that uh, it was wholesome enough in that the woman's husband was dead, and we didn't have to worry that uh, she was. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to worry about any infidelity issues. Uh, and she could have a closet full of clothes for him. Yes. Well, how convenient. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, the, the bulletproof vest was the better look or the duster? Oh, the bulletproof vest. Yeah. That is what that was, right? Yeah. It was some sort of tac- tactical vest. It was some sort of vest he was wearing. Flack jacket i don't know much yeah. about i don't know much about body armor i'm going to be honest with you guys but uh yeah it's it's a good look on him but uh <laughs> but the duster the duster is only a good look if you're actually a cowboy who needs it for whatever it is you need a duster for otherwise you just look like a douchebag <laughs> so you're not a fan of fields in the netherlands then <laughs> i don't think i know that one the band Oh yeah, yeah, not super. Yeah, not super familiar. But uh, yeah, okay. the duster is not a good look. There were a couple of people in college that were trying to trying to pull off the duster look. Yeah, a lot, a lot of goths wore, wore that stuff because of Fields in the Netherlands. They, oh. They'd come on. The the image was like ghostly cowboys. They'd have a lot of dry eyes. Uh, the they'd have the wide brim hats, uh, the glowing eyes, backlit. Uh, dusters with lots of uh, flour all over them to yeah. to make them as if they walked out in the desert. Okay, all right. I guess I'm not familiar with them at all. I've heard the name. Oh yeah, you, you, oh. yeah check them out on uh, uh, YouTube or whatever. Okay, I yeah. will for sure. <laughs> uh, so that yeah, the people I that I knew in college, they were just I I don't know what they were trying to pull off, but it really wasn't a goth thing. I'm a hundred percent sure of that. Well, in the UK, it definitely was. Okay. Um, if, it, if it was black, then they were doing Fields in the Netherlands. Okay. And and if you learn nothing from the Smashing Pumpkins, it's that the Nosferatu jacket is the way to go. <laughs> yeah, I, did I ever tell you guys about uh, when uh, when my ex had uh, happened upon Billy Corgan in an antique store? No. It was so funny. We'd only been split up maybe a year or two. And uh, I got a text from her and we were on friendly terms. And she said in, in text, she goes, oh, my God, I'm in an antique store and Billy Corgan is in here. And, and, I, and I texted back, oh, holy shit. Is he wearing the Nosferatu coat? And I'm joking, of course. And she texts back, no, he is. He's actually wearing it. <laughs> Really? And, and then uh, I, I put in quotes as if this is what she should say to him was, uh, hey, Billy Corgan, are you going to buy that glass poodle? <laughs> and then in parentheses, Billy Corgan goes stumbling, running from the antique store, knocking everything over. Because <laughs> that dude is like 6'3 or something. So it's not like he blends. You know, you look like the boy from Powder wearing Nosferatu's jacket and you're in an antique store in Denver. <laughs> you blend, Billy. <laughs> you know, don't, don't just put on a hoodie or something. 
I could be misremembering whether he was actually wearing the Nosferatu coat. I know I joked about say it. He was. I, I'm, I'm going to say for the sake of uh, fun that he was wearing it. Yeah. And that I know I made up the glass poodle part. He wasn't buying a glass poodle. But I like the idea of him carrying one through the store. You know, it's just sort of that. He was walking an actual poodle. <laughs> that's even better. Big tall yeah. guy with that crazy coat walking a little white poodle. That's just freshly groomed. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Big guys walking tiny dogs is a good look. It had a pink wash to its fur. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever takes your focus off of High Moon. That's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. He had big, big platform shoes, too. Yeah, maybe. So he was even taller. <laughs> yeah. And a tiny dog on a really long leash. They're those see-through platform shoes and had even smaller dogs inside them. Ooh. <laughs> One of them was dead. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't get them out. <laughs> right. They're sealed into the shoe. <laughs> That's right. Uh, people of the 70s. Yeah, that's true. So, um, I really don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't really want to go back to high moon after all that imagery because there's just something much better about that. How the hell did I, Oh, it was the actors. It was the coat. The coat is how I got onto the whole Billy Corgan thing. Uh, our listeners who've heard another episode, at least one know that this eventually happens. Um, so the horror Western as a genre, Jolien, do you feel it's well served or do you think it's just in, in theory, a good concept that hasn't been done well enough times? Or do you think there's yeah. a, enough to be mined there? What do you, so yeah, you think it's underserved? Yeah, there's, there seems to be quite a few uh, that go direct to video these days. Uh, most of the titles I came up with were pretty recent. Yeah. So similar to like the the cursed doll thing or or Bigfoot movies, there's like there's dozens of them are just turning up mm. every year now. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't think of that many that are really good. So the ones I had mentioned before, uh, a lot of people like Dead Birds, um, with uh, Henry Thomas in it. Yeah. Uh, in 2004. Um, you know, there's a few I haven't seen I wanted to check out, like uh, uh, Grim Prairie Tales is an anthology I haven't seen yet. Okay. Um, Ghost Brigade I haven't seen yet. That was, that's got a good cast, at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but you know, a lot of them tend to be like uh, Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. Um, how uh, How is Dracula versus Billy the Kid or whatever? Yeah, Billy the Kid meets uh, versus Dracula. That's like a, a John Carradine film. Is it any good? So uh, no, but if you're a Carradine fan, then you, you have to see it. Okay. It's, uh, it's really pleasingly bad. Um, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite kind of bad. Pleasingly yeah. bad. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of potential, I think. Uh, there's one called Diablo with uh, Scott Eastwood I haven't seen yet. So I've got a few of these marked down as ones to check out. Whoa, Scott's um, doing westerns, huh? Yeah, I really liked uh, Ravenous, so I'm going to try and see Brimstone, which is the other Guy Pierce one. Okay. Uh, there's an anthology. Uh, it was set to come out this year. I think it's been delayed, called Foxhole, 
where they they do a, a horror foxhole story from different wars. And oh. I think one of them is the Civil War, the American Civil War. And then there's a World War Two one, etc. Okay. Um, uh, and then you've you've both seen Gallo Walkers. I've not seen that one. Right. Um, okay. Trying to remember anything about it, and nothing's coming to me. I yeah, I don't remember it. Gallo Walkers. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to pull up the IMDb to even jar my memory. Okay. It was that good that both of you seen it and don't remember. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Um, White Buffalo with Charles Bronson in it. Um, that's one of those mystical stories about a legendary beast. Yeah. Which turns up at the end and it's uh, created by Carlo Rambaldi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I can't. There's not that many good ones, but you know, um, when you're talking about horror sub subgenres, right. uh, I, I can think of half a dozen that are definitely worth checking out. So, um, how, how do you feel about the original Hitcher uh, with uh, Rutger Hauer and uh, C. Thomas Howell? How would you feel about categorizing that as a horror movie, which I would argue it is, but also that it's sort of a modern horror Western. Yeah. Cause it takes place in the West. Um, the, the, uh, all the sheriffs in it are wearing essentially cowboy hats. Uh, right. the, the bad guy is, uh, a typical Western type villain. You know, yeah. he's a black writer. Yeah. It's a good film. Yeah. I like the uh-huh. Hitcher. Uh, I have not watched the remake. Um, I should say briefly that Silent Tongue, that 93 or 94 movie with River Phoenix, um, kind of felt to me like almost like the uh, imagery from like the a Japanese ghost story, because what's happening in the movie is that there's a guy with one of those Wild West medicine shows uh, where they sell the snake oil and they have some different people doing different comedy and music and writing stunts. Um, what's happening is there's a guy who his son, he had, he had bought a, a, uh, an Indian bride for his son and, uh, she had died and he was obsessed and being really weird and self-destructive and was hanging out with her corpse and her ghost was haunting him. And so we get all this crazy ghost imagery and, uh, I guess, uh, they're the Kickapoo tribe. And, uh, so what's happening is this obsessed kid has got his dad very worried. The dad's going to go find this medicine show and buy the sister from the medicine show and bring her back as a replacement bride. And I think they're, they are twins. So he's going to replace the dead twin with a living twin. Uh, the guy who runs the medicine medicine show is a drunk, uh, and very corrupt, but hilariously, um, he's a boob basically. Um, there's some other angles to it, but, uh, really what it comes down to is, uh, uh, human trafficking (laughs) and obsession with the dead and, uh, a ghost and other people see her. So we figure, uh, yeah, she's really a ghost, but, uh, for some weird, they had a reason they've got this, uh, flowing, like, uh, 
silk sort of outfit over her clothes and half of her face is deformed, like burned. Although in life, that's not what she looked like. Uh, the twin girls were, were a product of the rape of the mother whose tongue was cut out because she had talked back to somebody or something. So there's all these problems with, with the concepts of this movie, but I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying that, uh, it's problematic in those ways, but, um, it's interesting to watch. It's not a bad movie. Um, it's very, very nicely filmed. But uh, you do get that Japanese ghost story look in a lot of parts of the movie. Uh, except for, I think, in those stories, you don't see the feet, do you? Uh, that is a convention of Japanese ghosts from the 18th century, like depictions. Okay. Um, you know, it's one, one of the ways you could tell someone's a ghost. Check for their feet. Lack of feet. Okay. Yeah. It's not, it's not consistent and it's not an ancient, uh, uh, description, but, uh, that is, that is a convention of ghosts in the last 200 years or so. Yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, let's say horror Westerns in general, hard to find some recommends, but there are a few out there. How about specifically high moon? Are we going to tell our listeners avoid it like the COVID-19 or, uh, <laughs> Buy it on Blu-ray. <laughs> the Steelbook Edition from Criterion yeah. Collection. Got a behind-the-scenes disc that's fantastic. <laughs> you want the commentary? Uh, oh, the, yeah. The Portaloo port transportation. <laughs> yeah, he's on the commentary. <laughs> slash continuity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of want our listeners to watch this, not out of any cruelty. I just think it's, it's almost hilarious how mishandled and bad it is in, in some ways, but how you could tell they're kind of capable of making a thing. Yeah. I think they've been sincere. Yeah. They were being sincere, but no, I don't know that they were capable. Ed Wood was being sincere. Sure, but was he capable? No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so this gets a no vote, Will? Uh, yeah, no vote for me. Okay. Jolien? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, I, I will be the voice of dissent and say, you guys, watch this thing. <laughs> At least see what we're talking about. Um, so the... Uh, what was the one we were going to watch next time? Uh, the, the Lost World? <laughs> what was it? Lost Empire. The Lost Empire. <laughs> okay, The Lost Empire. It's not a horror film, but it needs to be seen. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it's, it's, the, it's the pandemic. I mean, do we just say to hell with everything and just watch that for next time? Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do it. Um, we'll find a way to make it happen and we'll do that one for next time. Uh, All right. <clears throat> I forgot to thank the moon rays at the beginning of the show. So thank you to the moon rays for giving us intro creature features at the top of the show. Find the music on Amazon or Apple music where you can buy it digitally and say hello to them on Facebook where they are the moon dash rays there. I said it, um, because they Cut should be that in and put it in the front. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, outside of that, I'm fixes. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, so the reason I was wearing my badge on the wrong side of my shirt <laughs> was because I forgot to thank the moon rays. <laughs> yeah. See? All right. Well, anything else before we get out of here? I think that's it. The werewolves sound like when everyone howls at 8 p.m. in Denver. There, I said it. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's call it a show and do this again in a week. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, the Lost Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the Last <laughs> Empire or the Lost World or the Last World. But the, the Last World Empire. <laughs> yeah. It was lost. <laughs> That's right. Last right. lost world empire. <laughs> I better write it down. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, listeners, thank you for listening. 